0: And I must keep running and running and running running and running and running and running and running 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 and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I am your host, Jim. This is episode 317, and it's a catch-up episode. Uh, I'm going to be going through the last issues of the Marvels and Black Widow, and that would be the Marvels number two and Black Widow number seven as the Marvels number three and Black Widow number eight come out this week. So with that, I said last week that the catch-up thing that I'm going to do each week involves the idea of me going back and if i miss some issues or drop the book or whatnot i'm going to catch up with that we'll talk about the last issue as each new one comes out so that we can get more of the books on the podcast we can expand the coverage but also get that idea i never did talk about these two on the shows for one reason or the other and so you'll hear what i thought about that as we go and jump into the next issues on the regular show Now, if you are listening to this right away Thinking, well, Jim, usually the regular show comes out at this point You know, I, I'm recording this on Thursday And you are correct But this week, it is a annuals week It's the fifth Wednesday of a month Where we ended up just ending June With June 30th being that fifth Wednesday That means it's an annuals week And that also means that all of the Weird Science podcasts are Patreon-only that week or Patreon-exclusive. So to listen to our regular Marvel shows, the main podcast and then even the Star Wars one, you'll have to go over and jump onto the Patreon to do that. It's at patreon.com slash Science. You can go over there right now, and if you signed up right now just to listen to those shows, or if you just want to hang for a month, you sign up. And you will not be charged right away. You will not be charged a cent. The only way you'll get charged is if you think it's worth it and you go into August. If you go to August 1st, that's when you'll get charged. If you end up not wanting to be involved, don't want to get charged, whatever, you can use July as a free trial. Just quit by midnight of July 31st and you'll never get charged. So you can check all that out. No fuss, no must. I think that we do enough things there that you might actually find that you enjoy being part of the Patreon and part of helping us out with these podcasts and all of that. But besides that, you can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics, Follow us. We'll follow you right on back. And also go to our website, com where you can check out some things there as well. But with all of that said and done, commercial over. We're going to get into these two books. Like I said, I'm going to go through The Marvels, number two, and then Black Widow, number seven, starting with The Marvels. And Marvels, number two, is written by Kurt Busiak, art by Ildre Sinar, colors by Richard Isenova, and letters by Simon Bolin, part two, strands and Pattern stuff. In the past, a young Reed Richards and Ben Grimm, working on behalf of the U.S. government in what will become the nation of Sincan, discovered evidence of strange monsters. In the present, superhero aficionado Kevin Schumer, not Amy Schumer, Kevin Schumer uses recycled tech to lead tours of New York City. During his most recent tour, Kevin witnessed an explosion, triggered as the Punisher battled a group of monsters with connections to Sin Con. I mean, do you, do you get this? It's Sin Khan, right? In the near future, Captain America infiltrated a black dome encasing the nation of Sin Khan. Once inside, he confronted Lady Lotus and her demon soldiers, but he didn't come alone. He activated a series of smoke grenades that somehow brought a host of new and old allies to his side. And somewhere, the mysterious thread, needle, and ace observed all of these escalating events with an agenda of their own. And we'll get a little bit of a couple of these things here, starting with Kevin Schumer, who ends up waking up. And goes off to help his "quote unquote" uncle after being warned by his dad's not to do that. His dads are like hippie guys. They're, they're scholars and hippies. They are making their kale shakes, but also drinking the coffee. I'll go for the coffee. I'm not that big on the kale shakes, though. I should be. At one point, I ended up eating and drinking that like powdered green. Powder it was like supposed to be the biggest Antioxidant thing what it was was Anti-taste it tasted like Crap it was awful and my You know in in You know clear my poop ended up Getting all wacky colors And stuff it was weird it was very weird We also end up seeing Punisher Killing a couple of uh, Drug dealers that have A connection to Sincon Right we're gonna have this Sincon Real connection going through All of this but You have Kevin Schumer going and getting his tech. He ends up with a goblin glider, has some chameleon tech that ends up making him visible. All these cool things with that. But I like the idea that it secondhand tech and the idea that it might end up fritzing out on him, wiping his brain out or making him, you know, die, stuff like that. It's kind of a cool deal. As he's heading over, you know, with the orders of his quote-unquote Uncle T., I was hoping it was Mr. T. It is not. And goes over to that building, then ended up exploding in Little Sin Con in Manhattan that the Punisher was in the first issue. And, you know, it's just a wreck. Now, they do mention that there was a lot of them drugs in there and people walking by sniffing in the powdered debris uh, end up with hallucinations, periods of euphoria and some with cases of cardiac arrhythmia. So it's the drugs. It is. It's in the air, the drugs. But you end up having Kevin go in there and he's he's trying to be, you know, undercover. He's not supposed to get seen, not supposed to get caught. What not? Runs into black cat who is sitting there. All right, let's see what this is. She's going through the debris. She ends up finding what looks like these two black eggs, these jewel type things, something that she's real interested in, or at least says that's interesting, and then ends up hearing and then seeing Kevin as his chameleon tech kind of does fritz out. I mean, these things are kind of second-hand type things that they've found. Uh, But she ends up recognizing him and knowing, quote-unquote, Uncle T, knowing who he works for. We'll find out who it is in just a second. And what the heck, I'm just going to tell you. It's the tinker is who is Uncle T. And he ends up paying Kevin to go and you know scrounge up this tech And obviously when a building like this Gets blown up there would probably be some tech Around and Black Cat is Nice enough to say you know around the corner There's a bunch of weapons stuff You know I, that's not my thing It's not anything I'm involved But I think that Uncle T might like That and he's like oh my god and he, He's smitten by her as, as Somebody who's just a walk-a-day Joe Would be for Black Cat but she Goes off then and he gets The stuff and goes to get paid And the tinker looks at the stuff and, you know, he's down with it. This is cool. You got a bunch of weapons. He, He ends up with it like it's aim stuff is what he says. And he ends up, man, they don't make, you know, world destroying weapons like they used to. He's just an old curmudgeon shaking his fist at clouds and stuff like that about how the tech has gone downhill, things like that. But, you know, you end up Kevin wants to be paid. And it goes, it's okay I mean, you get this little deal where he pays Kevin uh, Well, what about, you know, I should get a bonus here Where's my bonus? Oh, well, times are tough But that ends up giving him a bonus anyway And you end up going off And the tinkerer with the Uncle T as the code deal He doesn't really know much about Kevin, it seems Even with the idea, what are you going to go, buy drugs? And you end up having Kevin throwing a line back at his dad's earlier uh, Said, nope Young kids nowadays are all about clean socks and filtered water. And I like that the tinker's like, what? He he has no idea what the heck this joke is or whatnot, you know, because he's the tinker. He's an old guy. He sits in his office, sits at his workshop tinkering is what he does. But you end up having Kevin go off on the Goblin Glider. And they did kind of tweak the chameleon deal. The tech, while they were there, the Tinker kind of fixed up because when he goes off, he has that on again, because he can't be seen going around on the goblin glider, but he runs into Thing and Johnny Storm that are talking about the differences of watching TV and movie zombies as opposed to reading books. Ben he likes to read books, and I actually really like this idea of it because he does get scared. Of the scary stuff I do as well But he says he he likes to read the books Like Stephen King and stuff like that Because you can't have real jump scares And and things like that And he doesn't need to see the zombies You know, running or walking Whatever, he likes to read the books At his own pace Where he can keep the zombies at bay And pretty much like What, the zombies going to attack? No, they won't today Put the book down and walk away So he ends up you know, arguing with Johnny. It's kind of like the old man, young guy argument as well with that. But it's pretty cool. And with that, Kevin, with those cool binocular-like headpiece deal that he had before, takes pictures of thing and Johnny and then is able to put it up for the Kashum deal. Hey, you want to see pictures like this? You want to get this close to the heroes? You know, get the Kashum map, and you can go on these tours. Also starts thinking, do you think I could... Make these as pictures that people Would be able to buy if they can't get To New York people really like this stuff And he's thinking about that and going with It well then we do end up Them with the big thing in This because a lot of this so far Has been pretty scattered Yes yeah, Sing Kong is the big To do that is the glue it Seems that holds everything together that Is what is causing all this stuff it, It's easy to see that but You know Kevin Schumer Punisher now Blackhead like Even with the idea of cap in the first deal, like you need something to bind them all together, to give you some of that glue. And it does appear to be Threadneedle and Ace, who are possibly assembling a deal. Because if you remember the bit of the last issue, where you had that first part where it was cap, and then you did switch to Kevin. But before you did switch, when you ended up having cap coming up against Lady Lotus... He ended up throwing what were those smoke bombs? It said in that recap, and a bunch of heroes pop out, one of them being uh, being actually Kevin Schumer, being him. So that's a cool deal, but what brings them together? What is this deal? And it does look like Threadneedle and Ace are putting kind of this team together, putting something together here. And you have Ace say to Threadneedle, why don't we just get Spider Man instead of this guy? Why this Kevin Schumer? Why is this the person who's going to do and thread needles almost like he's very much just like you know being cryptic being imbe- like oh well you know it, why not i mean everybody has their part to play all the strands and the patterns we don't get to pick we just get to put them together and weave them into the tapestry and ace even says well the world's gonna die if, if we don't get this done and you have Dren Needle. No, no, no. Worlds, they're pretty solid. Now, everybody on the world might die. But, you know, that's another thing. But the world itself is pretty sturdy. But then you end up having a case, like, why don't we look at somebody else? Let's stop following Kevin Schumer and go look at somebody else. Well, okay. I think we will do that. And then you go off to Thot Nin and Sin Kong, where you end up seeing Agent May. And Agent May's more in the Shield TV show, and she's talking to somebody. Is it Colson? Is it something like that? I don't know. I don't know what's going on really in this book at large. And talking about the again the whole deal with Sin Kong and the drugs and the idea that they're there. They're not Shield anymore. It's FBI. So you're going with all this stuff and. She's talking on the phone. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to be quiet and I'm not going to get involved with things. We'll just get in and out, whatnot. And then all of a sudden you end up having a noise go. And even the, the voice on the phone. What was that? That wasn't you, was it? No, no, no. Oh, no, it's powder keg. All of a sudden powder kegs, you know, flying down. But just in time, Arrow comes in and goes and stops powder keg and they have this back and forth where powder keg his abilities if you're not aware he ends up pretty much sweating nitroglycerin so that when he punches everything explodes well now he's in the air arrow has stopped them in the air he's hovering there and he's saying you know i'm going to build up some sweat and when i get down everything's going to blow up everybody's going to be dead and in kind of uh i don't know if it's a neat way but if you're going to use arrow use the abilities that you have you know, on hand, and she basically says, "Well, I'm going to have you hovering there, and I'm going to make a lot of wind, and and you know, change it to a little colder deal so that you don't sweat." Basically, she throws shade at Powderkeg, saying, "You know, you have a really lame ability that it involves sweat, but I can make that evaporate. I can make it so you don't sweat, and I can evaporate what you have. So then you're just a dude in a costume that, if you're a DC fan." Looks a lot like Geo Force, And he ends up getting knocked down She ends up punching him out I mean she as an arrow punches him out But as that goes on There is a crazy like Dark energy attack That is coming out of the ground Through buildings And everybody's running And Agent May's like oh my god we have a problem We have a problem we gotta get out And then it just ends to be continued With pretty much all this dark energy Coming up now with that when you end it, it certainly does look like it is forming that bubble that Cap had to go through last issue at the beginning of last issue when he ends up with the Wakandan, you know, airship and jumps in and goes through that bubble. It looks like what is going on now is making that dome, that dark dome. So that's pretty cool. Now, with that all, the book is still at that point where I can't get a grip on what's going on. I mean, you end up having Kurt Busiek really playing around with a lot of different characters, but also just kind of like Kevin Schumer's just there. And the idea that this guy has all this tech, you see that he gets it pretty much from the Tinker, but he's going around in a fantastic car, but nobody's saying anything. I know that he is shielding himself off and kind of cloaking himself with the gold, with the Goblin Glider, but still... I need to know more about him and his connection with the rest. I know we're going to get this, but uh, he's, you know, kind of the point of view character. You would think so. Uh, I'm interested in this. I'm just still a little confused about what the overall deal is, Uh, but we'll see. And you have the next issue that comes out this week. So we will see, and I will be going through that. I legitimately have not read it at this point. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And then I will be recording. Part of that podcast, again, Patreon only But we're going to go off now Oh, I didn't even give a score I will give a score here, I'm going to give it a seven I'm still on board I just need to know a little more before I can go Oh my god, this is really cool This is really smart, I understand it I, And I think it's being played that way So seven five. think the art's really good But I'm going to go off now to Black Widow And it's Black Widow number 7 Written by Kelly Thompson. Pencils by Elena Casagrande. Inks by Elena Casagrande and Elisabetta D'Amico. Colors by Jordi Bell. Aaron letters by BC's Corey Petit. Kidnapped and brainwashed by a cadre of her greatest enemies, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. The Black Widow, spent months believing she was an architect in San Francisco with a beautiful husband and perfect baby boy. Her actual genetic son. When the dream dissolved, Natasha sent James and Stevie far away. Where not even she could find them again They are alive They are safe but gone forever Now Natasha has invited Yelena Belova To stay in San Francisco And help with a mysterious new villain Named Apogee Who has already amassed a following of superpowered people Somehow a young girl Tried to steal Natasha's wallet in the flower market it seems to be connected to all of it And Natasha just found her passed out In one of Apogee's hideouts And they have brought her back to the web Their hideout Yelena being the White Widow, also with Natasha, the Black Widow. So it's the web. And this is I Am the Black Widow, part one of six. And I'll just start off right away. I love Elena Casagrande's art. I love it. I, I think that it's so good. It really plays off well with this book. And even with that, too, I got to jump in and say that Jordi Bellar's colors are incredible as well. Now, with all of this, you still see at the beginning that Natasha is still thinking, remembering, pining for stevie and james you know this family that she had and was able to kind of put behind now able to put behind the whole black widow stuff she was mind wiped. but you know she remembers this and she does miss them i think that at the end of this you're getting the idea that she might even be trying to forget or maybe even forgetting you know what their voices were like and things like that but she also then Goes and looks and Lucy This girl that they ended up bringing In that was part of this apogee uh, She seemingly is being Trained by Yelena as if this Is the red room and Natasha doesn't like this she doesn't Like it they've already had an argument about This now with that you end Up having Natasha thinking hey You know we want to help this girl we Want to make sure that she doesn't get hurt And whatnot so you kind of Get the idea like well Maybe she's just teaching her some self-defense So that if she does leave here Leave the safe confines of the web That she can actually fight back You know, able to do things But, you know, Yelena She she is kind of trying to make her into a weapon as well But Yelena doesn't think that that's as bad And says she needs to know how to protect herself And all this stuff And also we have to fight Apogee She's with us, let's go All these things Natasha does not want anything to do With any sort of, you know, training that seemingly is like what they had growing up. And what Lucy ended up having a bit with Apogee as well. Now, Lucy ends up throwing a lot here of the, hey, you don't know what it's like to be controlled. You don't know what it's like to be made into some sort of weapon. You don't know. Yeah, they know what it's like. Finally, she realizes that one of the cool things in this, though, is that at one point, Natasha is sitting with Lucy. And you end up having Elena go by and say, hey, you know, Natalia. And this is something that that's what, you know, Elena calls her. And I like the idea just for everybody. You know, Lucy says, why does she keep calling you Natalia? Your name's Natasha, right? And, you know, Black Widow says it makes her... You know, feel better to remind me and her that I'm Russian and that she's not alone. It's it's just a subtle little deal that I think Kelly Thompson does really good with that. Now, if you really want to have some fun coming up in this book, and, and I this surprised me. The idea where they're talking about they're gonna go and get apogee, whatnot, and Yelena says, We gotta figure this out, we gotta go, and you end up having Natasha say, well, I have somebody on the inside already. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? And you do end up seeing Spider Girl, Anya, ended up walking by Black Widow, just sitting there. Natasha sitting there drinking some fancy coffee in those little teeny cups that I hate and ends up, hey, oh, my God, it's you, Natasha, Black Widow. What's going on? Oh man, you must be losing it Unless you, oh, I get it You wanted me to see you And this is where she recruits Anya To go undercover To infiltrate Apogee Now, with that It made me feel weird The idea that Natasha says to Elena, We're not training little girls To be weapons anymore We're not going to put them in danger Oh, hey, spider girl You want to go undercover Because I'm telling you Even in this, like Anya does not seem exactly the greatest person to be involved with this. She does get distracted very easily. I like her, but she, she seems to have like, you know, a little bit of a attention debt. Like I get worried for her right away. I'm like, Oh no, she's going to be in trouble, but she agrees. Now I'll give Natasha, you know, some benefit here. I'll give her a little bit of a break, but I don't think that I should because She does end up with the small print. And it's almost like the stop, don't stop. You know, the whole Willy Wonka thing, because she says to Anya, who is desperate to team up and and team up again with uh, Natasha. The last time they did this, they were the spy derrs. And and that's what Anya keeps saying. But that's not what Black Widow had never left. She even said, I said that last time, you know, the spy Darius and you didn't laugh you didn't Seem to like it well I think that This is taking full Advantage of this Including when she ends up agreeing Anya ends up agreeing she actually Has stars in her eyes like a pretty much A manga and just excited Glowing all these things Going on but says listen you Don't have to agree to do this Hey stop don't stop And that if you do Say no I will Still you know, call you up for the next time and things like that. Annie's not saying no. She's like, "Yes," stars in her eyes. She's going to go off and do this. But the big problem is, this was six days ago. Problem is, Yelena why didn't you tell me? And it, it's really good dialogue. I'll, I'll tell you, Kelly Thompson really does well in this book with the dialogue that, like some of the other things, her Deadpool run, things like that, that didn't go as great in my mind when she gets way too jokey. Everything, it it falls apart a bit When she's actually, and it's funny because When I first started with Fresh Start Fresh Start I ended up talking to Brandon who was more a Marvel guy And was talking to him about things And even had his own Marvel podcast before then And uh, talking to him about things And I said What's up with this Chip Zdarsky I hear he's going to be on the Daredevil book, whatnot And Brandon did not like Chip Zdarsky He said he's always jokey He's too jokey He's always telling jokes Now I'll tell you Chip Zdarsky, if you subscribe to his mailing list thing, his little newsletter, which I do, hilarious. I mean, he is a funny guy, but Daredevil comes around and suddenly he's able to show people, I'm not just that funny guy. I can get serious. I can really do things, and it pretty much, you know, launched him up a few extra levels there in the stratosphere of the comic book writers. Now, Kelly Thompson with You know, stuff with like Jeff, the the land shark, and then trying to do some things in the temple. This book is the one that impresses me the most because there are some smiles. There are some little jokes, but it's not that type of book. And I think that when she gets down and dirty and serious like this, it is really, really good. And so when you have this back and forth, this all goes back to Elena pissed off that Natasha didn't let her in on the deal of I got Spider Girl to go undercover. Elena says we're supposed to be a team. This is a team, and Natasha says I don't work well with teams. I'm still getting used to that idea. Now, a lot of times, I think that that would just be left alone. You'd go with it and say, "Yeah, Natasha, she does kind of do her spy thing alone or whatever." Elena says that's a bunch of bullcrap. You're on the Avengers. you <laughs> like you've been on the Avengers almost your whole life, and calls her out on it. And then the t- well, this is kind of my thing though, and, and pretty much she. She screwed up by not asking or telling Yelena what she was doing. And I do like that as you end up getting these two back together and making a team out of this. And then even with Lucy, because Natasha goes off to check in on her and we do see she has that, you know, electrical power that she can't. She can't control and says, you don't know what it's like to be manipulated. You don't know what it's like to be turned into something that you didn't want to be turned into a weapon. Things like that. Well, yeah, Natasha knows. And eventually it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you you might know, right? Well, with that, you end up having Anya, Spider Girl, undercover with Apogee says, hey, we have this big meeting going on. Uh, You might want to come and join in, see what's happening. They want to take down Apogee. So they do go. And at that, you end up having appears to be apogee in the front of everything. Looks a little like Mysterio to me in a hood, but he ends up with these vials of some chemical. Now you're going to take the chemical, and everybody will be baptized in my nonsense evilness. It's basically that. And Elena and Natasha are there with the hoods on. They're pretending they're they're blending in. And like, should we do this? Like, and the the big thing is, do we let? This guy, this apogee, hurt more kids possibly and maybe get, you know, apogee then when we, we can or should we react now and possibly not be able to take him down? He's got a chance more to run away now if we react to stop him. But they gotta do the right thing and they end up, you know, shooting these vials out of his hands. Then there's a big fight, but they have to fight towards apogee, and when Yelena gets there in what is incredible, incredible art. And this is the thing, too, where you end up having Elena Casagrande do these action scenes. They're so well choreographed. They end up where you end some books. You'll say, oh, man, that's filler. Oh, that fight scene that lasted four pages. I wish we had more dialogue there or whatever. These are so good. First off, they're they're well played out. Like I said, really good choreographed stuff and going on. I actually always want more. Because it does end up giving you that facet of the book that you should have with Black Widow. And with Yelena there, I mean, it's great. They are kicking butt. They're using things that they can grab in the environment. It's so well played. But with that, you end up Yelena going and Apogee gets away. He literally disappears in a puff of smoke. She says that. He uh, he disappeared. Like, literally, yeah, kind of. It's like, you know, some two-bit magician deal. But he did have a puff of smoke and he was out. Well, they end up fighting some of these people in the crowd, these kids mainly that Apache has grabbed and whatnot, and you end up with this one kid who seemingly they keep calling him Gumby because he is stretching, whatever. I mean, seriously, he has, he has Mr. Fantastic powers. I'm, I'm surprised they don't just say, you know, call him fantastic or something, but, hey, we're calling him Gumby. They take him back to the web, and Lucy recognizes him but doesn't quite know him. They, and, hey, what's his name? We call him Gumby, and then she, Lucy, says, well, I didn't really know him, but I called him Gumby, too. I'm like, see, there's where, there's Kelly Thompson trying to grab a pop culture reference that I don't even know that half the people with me talking here know about Gumby, let alone where's Pokey. I mean, really, if, if we're going to have that or the blockheads. But you end up where this kid's there and saying, oh, you know, don't hurt me. I was just there. I I, I did fight you. But I did because you know, Apogee ah, said, and I need this. And he ends up then just starting to melt. He is just melting. He looks like like a wax figure in the middle of what is now here in the U.S. I mean, it is hot. It, it ends up. It was less hot here today, but yet I'm in the basement, which is uh, I'm underground. It's hot as heck here. But you end up having him melt and die, and and with that, the melting is like. You know dissolving bones and organs Too well Lucy sees this freaks Out and says is that what's going to happen to me And we don't know so that's Kind of cool but then you have the next Issue it says next the Spider ladies and that Made me giggle though so we'll have That and you end up seeing Anya there On the cover so that's cool and uh, again I'll be going through that this week On the podcast again Just maybe the last time probably not But that's on the Patreon only deal This a week So I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 I do like it, I love the art Uh, I just want to see more of this And and get going with it It always feels like this book Is always delayed Though it isn't always, but it has been Uh, And it's funny, I don't know what happened to The week that these two came out Because it was the same week I think it was like May 28th When these two books came out last For some reason I must have been all caught up With things, usually Brandon would talk to me about Black Widow But we uh, we got to get our schedules back in line And he has his uh, young little son Who seems to be a terror He is uh, But maybe Brandon has to set up his own red room Up there in Buffalo That's in Canada, I hear And maybe we'll get things going But, yeah, 8 out of 10 I'm going to give this Thanks, everybody, for listening to What this is, the catch-up episode I'll be going off, again, to record This week's podcast, Me and Clay talked a couple books including beta ray bill and the chameleon conspiracy giant size amazing spider-man and then all of the other stuff including the marvels number three and black widow number eight coming off of this catch up a bunch of books on there you'll have to go to the patreon to listen to that if you don't want to do that that's fine i will then leave and and see you next thursday but if you do want to hear The Marvel show this week and the Star Wars show, which I believe is a Dr. Afra show. You'll have to go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science for the last time. That is in the show notes and then go over to the Twitters and follow us at W.S. Marvel Comics. But that's that. That's the catch up. I hope you are enjoying having this type of thing. Because maybe there's some things that you haven't read or whatnot, and we could all get caught up. So, again, to have way more books on the regular show and really get that kicking, as well as having some news and stuff on the regular deal. But thanks, everybody, and I will talk to you later. <coughs>